Are you ready to manage your work and personal world better to live a fulfilling, productive life? Then you've come to the right place. Productivity Cast, the weekly show about all things productivity. Here are your hosts, Ray Sidney Smith and Augusto Pinaud, with Francis Wade and Art Gelwicks. Welcome back, everybody, to Productivity Cast, the weekly show about all things personal productivity. I'm Ray Sidney Smith. I'm Augusto Pinaud. I'm Francis Wade. And I'm Art Gelwicks. Welcome, gentlemen, and welcome to our listeners to this episode. Uh, we have a treat for you today where we're going to be focusing on the Impact Journal. And if you don't know what the Impact Journal is, then you're in the right place. Uh, so Augusta Pinout has created the Impact Journal, which is a method for being able to, a method and kind of a document, uh, for being able to help you facilitate focusing on your goals. And uh, so with that, I'm going to actually turn the microphone over to Augusto so he can kick us off and explain a little bit about what the Impact Journal is, and then we'll get into the conversation. The, the Impact Journal is one of the tools that are part of the Connect Invisible Dots framework. You know, And I create this tool re- in reality to as a response of what I was hearing from my coaching clients and the concept of impact. When I show this product or when I do presentations, I always begin there with a definition of what impact is, because that's really what this journal is about. And impact is nothing else than the effect of influence of one person, thing, or action on another. What I notice on my own system, as well as in the system of my client, coaching clients, and people, even highly productive people that I know, it is that it's really hard for people to keep focus on the direction of the impact they want to realize. So the impact journal is nothing else than a tool to keep people engaged with where do they want to go. I'm interested on behalf of the listeners for you to kind of flesh out for us what was kind of the you know, as you were working with clients and trying to devise the impact journal itself, if you could explain a little bit about what it what it does in terms of the 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 reading part itself, kind of explains the backstory. But if you could summarize a little bit of the the backstory, not the backstory, but if you could summarize a little bit of the method itself of what people are doing throughout the day with regard to the impact journal and the structure of each of the impact journals, journal entry days. And then we can kind of uh, discuss from there. Let me begin for what was, what was the looking on the impact journal. What I found is there is a group of people who know where they want to go and they have it written down and they review with certain regularity, okay? And there is the rest of your task. The problem is that towards the end of the day, or when you say, okay, now this is the time for me to make impact. I'm full power. I am mentally ready. I have time. Let's go. And now you open your system. And if this will be a movie, you will hear the, okay? Everything went, went down. Because the problem is we have mixed... All those tasks that are important, that are going to create that impact with everything else we have in our lives. That's a problem. Second problem is when you only have a little bit of time to create that impact. And in the perfect world, we will have hours of hours. And the reality is 
most people I work with and I know don't. They have little windows and when those little windows come, the more we can able to pick out of that impact set, the closer we are going to get to that. So because of that, I start helping people identify those three things. Then where do they want to go? Where those impact priorities and goals where so they could have them easily to access? And finally, what was the rest of their daily and maintenance task and everything else that need to happen in their world? By the way, the three of them are important. But what I found is that most people have only two of them. They know where they want to go and they have a set of tasks. Lewis Carroll's famous for saying, if you don't know where you are going, any road will get you there in theory. What I have found with my coaching clients is when they don't know where they want to go, they evaluate opportunity A with a set of criteria, opportunity B with the criteria that will fit better with opportunity B, and same thing with the rest of the opportunities. And then they wonder why they are confused. Why start working with them, get them clear where do they want to go when the opportunities arrive and they can evaluate against a set of standards that they have defined, it is much easier to define which one of those opportunities belong where. I remember the first time I show the concept to somebody and the answer of this person, person I appreciate a lot, and it was, wow. What happened to me is I didn't want to see the system. And the reason this person would not see the system where he has these pockets of high impact was because they did not want to see all the things that were nagging at them. Hey, we all have them. Okay, we all have the the light bulb that we haven't changed because has not been priority, has not been a strategy to do it. But that doesn't mean that when you open your productivity system, it's not in there. Yeah. You know, the things that you didn't want to do, the things that you are ignoring, the things that you conveniently forgot. And because of all those things, what happened is we tend not to open our productivity system. What this distinction does is allows you to be able to open and find what are those things that are priority, that are going to get you close to those goals. You know, Wayne Gritzy, the Canadian hockey coach used to say, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. If you only have 20 minutes a day to make impact and you don't take those shots, guess how many, how much percentage of those you're going to miss. The second part of this is what bread or, or what was what create this impact journal. So, you know, we have in the productivity world, what I call the Stephen Covey school. Stephen Covey was famous for saying, you figure it out, what is your mission in the world, and go down until you get to buy bread. And then you have what is what I call the David Allen school. David Allen starts exactly the opposite way. He says, no, no, you figure it out that you need to buy bread and then go up until you identify your mission in the world. And that is great except that things have changed so much and at such high speed that for most people, that system fall apart. What I have identified working with clients is that falling apart happen around every 13 weeks. So what the Impact Journal claim is, let's define your direction, 
your where, your priorities for the next 13 weeks and revise them daily. What happens when you start looking at those goals daily is your reticular system activates and you start looking at opportunities that otherwise you will have missed. It's an exercise that takes five minutes, okay, maybe seven, and it really makes a significant difference. You're talking, and it's interesting that you mentioned Lewis Carroll because that kind of goes along with my question. This process of reflection, I've seen it in in numerous cases where it can become rabbit holes, getting locked in on a specific set of challenges or a specific set of goals or ideas that you have for the future. And you wind up not moving out of that particular rabbit hole to encompass everything that you need to. How does the impact journal help mitigate that, avoid that, or deal with it? That is the reason you have the three things. All right, you still need to, to do the third things, the maintenance task. You still need to cook food, buy food for your dog, and all that. What tends to happen with that you get in a stock is you feel you are not making progress. You are not getting close. When you separate and you create that portion where you see all the things that you are making impact, when you review you know, what you are doing, Regarding those goals, what you start looking is a different set of opportunities, how to get close to that. I'm not saying it's easy to get to you, to those goals, but when you start making a distinction between everything else and those things that are important, what you start looking is ways to move forward. When you revise them, every 13 weeks, what happened is now you, instead of making the goal for, okay, I'm going to accomplish X, you can go into much smaller, the much smaller uh, goals. Because you know that in 13 weeks, you are going to review and evaluate against those goals. Do that means you're going to make everything you plan in 13 weeks, every 13 weeks? Well, I have not been able to. Okay, but but what is going to be to produce for you is that you are going to be putting the dots a lot smaller, a lot closer. When you think, you know, on a rocket going to the moon, 90% of that trajectory is of track. What allows the rocket to, arri- to arrive to the moon is the fact that they are checking every once in a while, and often enough, okay, where they are in regard to that goal to that trajectory and then make the adjustments. That's exactly what this daily impact journal allows you to do. When you, and and we're going to cover in in a moment, what is the difference? You know, when you go and look into the morning pages as well as the night pages, there's a morning and a night. Why? Because you are in different moments in the morning. The morning, usually you are, I'm ready to push the day. Okay. In the night, you are now in a more reflective mode. What worked today? What I need to do better tomorrow or the same? But those two different pages, what allows you to do, in my experience, is break from that, oh, well, I'm now stuck in here. And, and as I tell people, you know, it is important to, that you know which are those goals, but also to understand that those goals can change. The other reason to try to keep it for 13 weeks is that now you have a good set of data to decide 
this is a goal that I really want to pursue. This is going to take a lot more time or this is a goal that I changed my mind. I don't want to. One of the things sadly many times happen with these goals is people set the goals, okay? And in much less than 13 days, those goals are forgotten. If you don't review them often, what happens is more urgent, louder things will crop into your brain and make you forget about those. A perfect example is the gym. Try to go to a gym on January 15 versus January 27. My question for you is, what's the compare and contrast between doing the morning pages and the night pages within the impact journal? The impact journal, all told, what is the exercise like for folks who are, say, GTDers who are doing a weekly review and those are, who are doing the impact journal, do those work together and or do they work in, like, does the impact journal, in essence, replace the weekly review? How, how does that work together? No, they don't. They don't. And and the weekly review or any other methodology that you want to use for productivity will start work. This will just keep, this will allow you to keep your compass calibrated. This is not to go into the little detail that the impact journal is not designed to go into the extremely small detail, go and buy bread. No, it's to keep you and the compass calibrator in the big thing. So when you look into the morning page, you start the day with inspiration. Then you continue with gratefulness. Why? Because I believe that the more grateful you put in your life, the much better outcomes you see. Then you go to what we call the where. What are the three things that are the most important on your personal life? What are the three things that are the most important on your professional life? Why? Because as you define those and opportunities come and you have these six things to evaluate against, you are always evaluate against the same six things. One of the things that I see often on my coaching is people come and evaluate opportunity A with one set of criteria, and then opportunity B show up the next day and then they change the criteria. So opportunity B sounds way more appealing and then they are confused. Yes. When you know what is what I call the where, what are those criteria? What are those things that are your guidelines? And and the impact journal allows you to, to work into that and define what they are. Then you go to what I call the goals and objectives. Those are what you want to accomplish on those 13 weeks. And finally, you know, what you want to accomplish. What is a longer game? What you want to accomplish in three years? One of the things... That has been really interesting for me since I started coaching on this is when you ask people, what are your goals for the next 12 months? They come with a short list. When you ask them, what is their goal? Sorry, with a long list. When you ask them, what is their goal for the next three years? They come with this really, really short list. So when I start looking at that and begin the researching on that, I found that people tend to underestimate what they can accomplish in three years, but they will overestimate what all everything that they will accomplish in 12 months. So they will come with 20 projects for the next 12 months, but they will come with five in the next three years. And more interestingly, when you do this exercise with many of the my clients, what I have found is the goals that they want to accomplish in the next 12 months are not part of the three-year process. 
they are completely different things. So what the impact journal will allows you to do is to calibrate that. So when you get to that weekly review, now you can go into the rabbit holes of each one of those projects. So, so Gusta, I have, I have listening very, very keenly because I have a, a morning routine and a night routine and they, it, it, it looks like elements of what you have in your morning page and your evening page. So I've, I've, basically on my own decided that these are the actions I take in the morning and I fill out the form that's a little bit similar and here's the one that I do in the evening uh, it's a bit different because in the evening I do the the grateful exercise just before going to bed and that's based on research that shows that if you do that you sleep better and I found that that definitely works and in the morning I do many of the same things that you're talking about but there's a few differences but I wondered if you could speak to in particular, the ones I don't don't use. So I don't I don't do the morning attention, and I'm just putting it in for the first time. So I'm actually going to do it this week to see what it's like. But what's the benefit of doing the attention? What's the what's the what does that allow you to do? That's distinct. That allows you to do two things, and and actually that attention part came out of the out of the weekly review uh, many many years ago. What I when you start, the more you are into this process, you know, the more the more effective is that routine. And what happens sometimes is you wake up and your brain is somewhere else. And what you want to make sure is you capture where your brain is, what your brain hates. You start doing, you know, the the grateful and you the dog, the dog, the dog is going to yeah, that may not never make it into your impact, but it's where your attention is. And it is really important to know where your attention is. Because the more if you right now are doing this exercise or you are doing an impact task or an impact project, or hey, you book the next two hours to do something really important, but your attention is scattered you are going to lose or miss the opportunity to make a really strong impact. What happened when this is, as you start doing the process, your brain starts going and fire in, in other places. Oh, yes, you need to do this. Is that capture? Well, there is two options. Option number one is you stop doing this process, go back to your system and figure it out if that's capture. Option number two is you use that little corner of the page and make sure you write it down so when you finish the morning page, you can go and check what was what had your attention as you were doing this and make sure that you begin there, that you properly take care of capture, plan, or do. If there is, you know, hey, I needed to put the food on the dog because this morning I changed my routine and I didn't, then go there, knock it down and continue with your life. That is the reason of that allows you to keep your attention to this much a better attention to this uh, by 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 capturing where your attention is right now. I, I hear you saying it allows you to give your full attention to whatever it is you really want to put it on. Uh, great, fantastic. Yeah, it's one of those things that like I I sometimes have a client who is going to be very. I don't know, distracted during uh, a particular, you know, meeting and I will ask them in very GTD style to capture everything on their mind at that moment. Just take the few minutes, uh, you know, sometimes it takes five minutes, sometimes it takes 10 minutes just to capture everything on their mind, just a mini mind sweep so that they can just park that stuff 
and come back to the room virtually or physically and now be fully present for the meeting. And uh, that sounds to me like what you're doing with this attention exercise. That is exactly that is exactly the principle, because the last thing you want to do is just fill the form to fill the form. You know, this is not a form. This is a tool for you to give you an additional push to where you want to create impact. So how do you go about getting someone to feel like this is just not another to-do that they have to do? What happened is for most people, taking the time to look at those goals don't happen. Okay, And when you start looking them happen, and when you start, they, they start seeing that they pay attention to aspects, you know, that they may have missed and opportunities that they have missed. Okay. Everybody's getting opportunities every day. The problem is a lot of people shy from there because they don't know how to evaluate them. When they start looking how they are getting closer, how they are getting higher on that hit or that percentage hit we were defining early when I quote Wayne Gretzky, okay, how they are Wow, you know what? One of the goals I I had a client who I have given a permission to share this. And when when he did the exercise the first time, that was his point. I don't I don't need another thing. I say that's fine, I understand it, but trust me on this one. Okay, and we set a period of time where that was going to work. And if that didn't work, then we let it go. Okay. And his first thing. Uh, in his list was being the light of Christ. Okay, that was his number one. Second one was his family. What he discovered in the first three weeks of doing this was that he was now looking at the income on his life from that perspective. How fine if I go and take this meeting? How that is affecting those things that I'm saying are more important for me? He had a big dream about that first being the last light of Christ. And it was really interesting because in eight months of him doing the impact journal, okay, a massive opportunity regarding that came to him. And no, I have nothing to do with that. Obviously, what the reason that opportunity came to his hands is because he, his particular system was paying attention. And when the right, the opportunity happened, he was ready to take it. And in his words, I will have missed that opportunity, not because it was important or not important to me, because I I will have thought that I did not have the bandwidth to take it. And when I when the opportunity came, he sit with that, evaluate what was on that where, where were the six important things, and it was an easier decision for him. Like that, I had a client who their on their where was her health okay and as we start working on this as a coach relationship okay and we start looking at it wasn't it wasn't really long i don't remember it was but it was on the first weeks uh this person came in really really excited to her coaching session said i run today and i you know surprised it uh I thought you said run was one of your favorite activities. And she was, yes, but I had not run in seven years. And those are the things that this journal produce. 
it's bring you back to what were those important things. And when you start looking them consistently, you start looking where you are letting the business of your life or other things that may not be as priority take over the things that are your priority. Augusto, you want to you want to walk us through the functional pieces of the of the impact journal, the morning page and the evening or the night page, and and how those pieces kind of work in complement for those parts of the day. So as I said, the impact journal basically has two kind of pages: the morning page and the night page. And the morning page, you know, start with quote, be inspired. Doesn't matter where you pull the quote. Can put it from the internet. It can be stoics. It can be anything. Okay, it can be religious quotes. Doesn't matter what inspired you, but that is the first thing. Get into that inspired mood. Then list three things that you are grateful for. As I tell people, try not to use the same three every day. Try to change it because as you change it, you are going to start noticing what are the good things on your life. One of the things that I discover with the night page is my, some of my days begin to change. You know, sometimes I got home and said, oh, terrible day, you know, and we all do that. We all have them. But when I start looking at the gratefulness of that day, even that was difficult, I discovered, you know what? No, many times was not that the day was awful, was that a portion of that day was awful. And I had allowed that portion to taint the whole day. So when you start looking into that, now you start seeing, well, it's not that the day it's really bad. It was like this event went wrong. And that starts changing your perspective on how everything is and how everything goes. When you start looking you know, at the bright side of the things, it's not that the negative doesn't happen, but it's now you give them the right proportion and the right attention instead of giving all the attention. And as I was, we were discussing the night page, it's more a closure and it is organized in a different way. So first start where you want to go, take time, reflect. The, what are the goals and the objective for those 13 weeks? What else do you want? You know, dream big, what do you want in those three years? doesn't matter that it's crazy. Let it come in. And then again, close that day with that gratefulness and what are you tracking? What habits are you tracking? What are you trying to get better? Are you trying to walk 30 minutes? Are you trying to, hey, stop drinking coffee after 5 p.m.? What it is? Are you trying to go to bed early? What habits are you tracking? And are you tracking them daily? The, the impact journal, per se, start with a three-day process and and when I coach clients, that's where we start. That's the first part before we even really start talking and start coaching. What are, you know, I told them they need to go. They need to download the impact journal or, or get the paper version and work into those three days by themselves before we even start working. So what are those three days? So day one is make a list of your personal priorities. Have fun. Do not limit yourself. After that, you make this list, then try to envision and imagine what it means. Spend time on each. And then try to cut those priorities to what are the three most important things on your life. 
One of the things I notice is people tend to focus more on the professional or the personal. You know, on the connecting visible dots, the first pillar is a pillar of totality. You are one. Both are important. If you are not well on the professional side, it's really, really hard to be well on the prof- on the personal. And the other way around. If you are not good on the personal, it's really, really hard to be good on the professional. True, there is people who their professional life shines on their personal is chaotic. It's true. But it's usually because they don't know what are those priorities they have on one or the other. They have just simply blocked it. So spend that time to have fun. It is really interesting for me when I work with coaching clients how much they have a stop looking for fun. You know, what makes you happy? What is the things that you do? Is walking, is riding, is singing. Doesn't matter. Is the is the bicycle. Where is that? Where is that priority? And don't aim for an object. Aim for a feeling. What is the feeling you want to accomplish? There is an Sampled said many times that people, oh, well, I want to get, you know, a nice convertible. Great. What is what you want? Do you want the convertible or do you want the freedom? Do you want the air? Can, I, can another kind of vehicle, do you need a $60,000 convertible or do you need a $5,000 convertible? When you focus on the motion, you may discover that there are things on the $60,000 convertible that you don't need or you don't want. And that you can recreate it maybe with the $5,000 convertible. But that only going to happen when you are really clear what are those priorities for you. Then the second day, we do the same. But we do it now into your professional and career priorities. And again, have fun. What is what you want to do? You want to be the CEO? Great. The CEO of what? What kind of CEO do you want to be? Don't limit yourself. Get a really clear image of what that is. And again, after you make that list, you know, spend time with each one. Really, what is what you want to feel with that? And after that, then go and try to pick the top three. And finally, we go into making the list of goals for the next three years. As I said, I have said with day one and two, don't limit. Have fun. Hey, I want to go to Europe. Hey, I want to visit Asia. Hey, I want to do this or that. Then figure it out. After you make that long list of magic things you want to see in the next three years, start making them smaller. What do you need? If you said, I want to go to Asia, I want to go to Japan. Great. What do I need to go to Japan? I need to figure it out. How much money do I need for that? Okay. Then make that project for the next 13 weeks. I'm going to study all that I can of what do I need to define so I can be in Japan in the next three years. Keep that going to Japan into what I want section of your journal and move the other project for the next 13 weeks. Have fun. What you are going to discover when you start doing that is that paying attention to that will show you other opportunities that you may have not envisioned. 
you may get the opportunity for work because it happened that they need somebody who go to Japan to do a project. Hey, that may short your trip and your plan a lot long, a lot. That's one of the things that most of the clients who have been keeping the impact journal has discovered. I I had a client who came and first thing they said is, I need a new job. I said, fine, let's start on the impact journal. No, I don't need to go to the impact journal. I need a new job. And I say, that's fine. Let's go into the impact journal. So we did the impact journal. And at the end of the day, this person is still in the same company. Just understood that the, the role this person had had changed and she has grown up. So she whispered after she did the impact journal and discovered how much she cared and loved about the company, what she did, she started envisioning how she could change that role to the role that she really wanted. Work on 13 weeks increments, and after a little bit of time, she was in that role. But the only reason this person was able to accomplish that was because she was daily looking at that. She even had a title that didn't exist. Did the title match, by the way, with the role she had? No, but everything else does. She wasn't really worried about the title not matching. But the important thing is all that she wanted to have and feel with that role, she got. That's where the impact journal power comes. Most people... If they do goal setting, they do goal setting in December, beginning beginning of the year. So they try to look into these great images that I'm going to be, by next year, I'm going to be this. It's too long. If in 2020, December 2019, you will have told people that they need to plan for months of months of being inside of the house because of COVID-19, Nobody will have planned for that, even if you will have come from the future in a DeLorean. Most plans, even the people who is tracking those, some of those plans are already out of the window. Most people lose them by December, 5, by January 15. Then if you are not looking at them and you don't remember what they are, how do you expect that you're going to accomplish them? By December 2020, most people will not. That's where the power of the impact journal comes. When you start doing that, you start getting more and more and more creative about those. Do they change and you adjust it? Yes. That's the reason it's every 13 weeks. Because what happened every 13 weeks, you sit and see how close you are what have you moved? And what is still relevant? It's fine that they change. But what I have discovered over time is most people don't work 13 weeks in a row on their goals. When they start experimenting that, they start looking at the power of those goals. Because in many cases, they have been able to see some of those come to reality. In some cases, is the first time they've seen them in reality. So, Augusto, I, I'm curious about the person who is, who's probably feeling some sense of this may help me, 
but they're still resistant to doing the the work, right? Sitting down by themselves to do the work. What thoughts do you have for them to be able to kind of overcome the feeling of potentially resistance to the process um, and also setting aside time when they already feel time scarce? Let me start, you know, sharing that on the connecting visible dots, there is what I call the pillar of abundance. And one of the things we have is that our definition of time, it's wrong. When you look at everybody's definition of time, and my definition of time was that for for a really, really long time. When you ask people what is their definition of time, people define time as deficient in quantity or number compared with the demand, not plainful or abundant. If you look into a dictionary, that is the definition of scarcity. Until we look at time, instead of defining time, defining scarcity, we are never going to be able to do any of the things. Time is something completely different. Time, it's the measurement between A and B. It's a measurement between a point that starts and a point that ends. This is a process that takes five minutes or less. You have five minutes. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the first cup of coffee with yourself and a pen and paper. Computer. I do it on my iPad with the Apple Pencil. Doesn't matter how you do it. What that is going to give you, it's a clarity of what the day is going to be. Try it for a week. Write down where you are. Try it for a week. Because what's going to happen in a week is when you move during five days in the sense of where did you want to go, you will not go back. When you look at your goals and for five days straight, you look at what they are and you review what they are and you start seeing progress, even in some cases, more progress than what you have seen in the last couple of months, you are going to see where the power of this is and you are going to stay. You know, on the pre-show, we were talking about relativity. And Albert Einstein defined, when when he was asking, explain relativity, he used to say, when you're courting a nice girl, an hour seems like a second. When you sit on a red hot cinder, a second seems like an hour. When you start working on your priorities, on what is important for you, and we really make your heart shine, you are going to start seeing that relativity in works. You are going to start seeing how that time, it's key and important for you. Can I make you go? No. Can I coach you on it? Yes. But at the end of the day, you need to decide if it is important for you to accomplish those goals, to follow those goals. What the Impact Journal is, is a tool. It's a tool to help you get there. And it's a tool that is going to allow you to keep on track as you get there. I, th- I think there's also a straight, a straight benefit from 
being investing the time to do the journal in the morning, uh, which is that it, it saves it saves a certain amount of time throughout the day. In other words, time that if I do my if I do my process early in the morning, I think it saves me maybe an hour of mistakes, an hour of demotivated fooling around on the internet. Uh, an hour when my energy drops and then it takes time to get it back up. I think if I do that well in the morning, if I shape it up, the, the 15 minutes it takes saves me maybe half an hour to an hour later in the day. So I think there's also, to answer Ray's question about how do you have someone think about, how do you convince them to, to try it if they're on the edge, is to say that it's it's a time saver. You're trying to insert a certain level of clarity and motivation early on in the day so that when the day gets difficult and you would normally lose a certain amount of time, you don't lose that time because your investment saves you. So I think there's also that. Not only that, when you review those goals in the morning, Francis, and an opportunity came in the middle of the day and somebody comes to you and said, hey, do you want to do this? Now, you have so fresh what you are trying to accomplish that is also going to tell you quickly. And if that's something that you want to embark on, or eh, nope, thank you very much. And we are already set for the day. I think that I think you're hitting on something really critical there, Augusto. The fact that this is a process and a tool that's empowering you to say no to things that do not fit with your goal plan. Those you get this stuff that flows across the transom, and all of a sudden you're being compelled to, okay, I'll do that, or okay, I'll take care of this. Well, you've already established the things that you want to do, you've established the criteria for it, and being able to fall back on this mentally, even if you don't hold it up in front of someone and say, hey, it's not on my goal list, it's not part of my impact journal, I'm not going to do it. You have the mental cognizance to be able to say, you know what, this just doesn't jive with my plans. So I'm going to say no and be okay with that. That's a big step for a lot of people. You have that one and you have one even more important. You are going to start seeing opportunities that you may have ignored because now you will be able to see how that opportunity may affect directly those goals. Because there is a two part of that. It's, you, there's things you need to stop doing, but there are things you need to do. Reviewing that is going to allow you to see both, see with clarity which ones are the ones you say, as you said, thank you, but no thank you. But also, you know what? Yes, I should go and have lunch with this person because that will help me tie it up with my goal. So those things having the ability to start getting clarity on those two fronts is really, really important. I also had, I had a thought, um, which is that the, it's a practice I use to make the gratitude exercise uh, interesting is I refuse to write the same gratitude item or the item that I'm gratitude, I'm grateful for twice in a, not twice in a row, twice at all. So I have a, a game that, I, so if I put that I enjoy, I'm grateful for my wife's curry goat. So I can never put curry goat again. I got to put something different. So 
it, it, it forces me and pushes me to look in the areas of my life where um, I perhaps I overlook that I am grateful for, but like the other night I put down one uh, thing that I'm grateful for, shoes. <laughs> no, you know, that's, it sounds stupid, but, but, you know, I know people who struggle to have shoes and who, who have one pair of shoes and, or two pairs of shoes. I, you know, one of the, one of the, this is going to sound weird, all right? But one of the, the gifts I have of living in Jamaica is that I live among people who are, who are, are as you would say in the States, underprivileged. Really underprivileged, like living in shacks underprivileged. But, and I say, I say it's a benefit because it keeps me very close uh, to what's important, but it also makes me very grateful on a regular basis for the things that I otherwise would take for granted. So forcing myself every time I do the list every, every night to, to never, ever repeat an item causes me to pause sometimes. Sometimes I, I, you know, I, I don't do a very good job of it just because I'm tired and it's the last thing I do before going to bed. But the search, the, 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 it stops me in my tracks because I can't, I have to go looking and thinking about what I'm grateful for. And I find I, I found that useful. I thought I'd throw that in there because when I did it the old way, I would just keep rattling off the things I was repeating from day to day. And that just killed the exercise because then I lost the freshness. And I advise when I coach people, I don't introduce that element until the second week. I let them the first week, hey, if you want to be the next two weeks grateful for the same three things, fine. Write them down. Because the problem I found is a lot of time people have never before take the time to write down that they are grateful. When I begin doing coaching and I begin adding that gratitude component, that was one of the things that honestly impressed me that there is people who have never write down, I'm grateful for fill in the blanks. So because of that, when I do the coaching the first two weeks, I don't intervene on what it is. And then after the second week, then I start trying, okay, let's start to add new things. Let's reduce you know, the repetition. Let's find new things that we are. If you talk about these three things today, then let's don't repeat it tomorrow. Let's find something new. And but little steps, because one of the things with this, like any other thing that you want to change, is you'd want to make small changes. It is the small changes what produce the big results. So you want to make sure that you do small changes and you do them consistently. I agree. I the the, the the it's hard to explain to someone i think the 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 momentum that you get from making gratitude lists for example is difficult to describe to someone who has never started them i i i do a poor job of explaining it to people because it's it's experiential rather than kind of logical but it's very it still works anyway because you know even though you may not I can't sell it to you. I can't explain it to you, and I can't describe it very well. I think the the you might say it's a discipline, but that kind of makes it sound like a chore 
rather than a privilege, but the privilege of of being present to what you have in your life that you otherwise would overlook, I think is is unique. And I think a lot of things in the gratitude journal uh, or the gratitude list that I make or the impact journal that you have, have that kind of cumulative effect that people can't quite see the benefit has to be experienced rather than explained, so to speak. Um, one thing I think that's particularly useful for is going through what we're going through here in uh, th- this pandemic. My, my, my observation is that people, people are, there's a lot to be caught up around right now, especially now that, that, that uh, the racial strife has, has rear kicked in and just, that just adds to, to everything that's going on. And the whole world is focused on, on what happened last week. Um, and the, the, the killing of the, the fellow by the cops um, in Minneapolis. And these things are terrible that are, are happening in the world. I think we could all agree they're unwanted. We didn't ask for them, and to some degree they were unexpected between that and the pandemic. But I think the, the discipline of that, that you're asking people to get into with the Impact Journal is from a business point of view, as these terrible things happen, they open up opportunities, at least for business. So if you keep it just in terms of business for the sake of simplicity, they open up business opportunities. But those business opportunities are very hard to identify if you're not being uh, reflective on a daily basis, if you're not sticking to your goals and asking, okay, what's my 13 13 week goal? Okay, what's the... What's the role I want to take on? Um, do I want to be an awesome husband? How does that fit into that? If you're not asking that question at least every day or frequently, it's really easy to get sucked into all of the the latest headlines and the the, the debilitating nature of them and the, the helpless feelings that often go with them. So the reset that you're asking people to make twice a day, I think is what can save you from boy, months, maybe years of just getting lost. You know, I know people who turn on the news every day and watch it on television, or they have the news on television running in the background every day. I don't know how, how they, they do that, but I have a suspicion that it's a it takes them away from what they really want. And I think the Impact Journal is a way of saying, at least here's an attempt to move you towards what you really want. And maybe you can even see business opportunities and, and other things that you that, that are actually beneficial that are happening at, a, at these horrible times. Maybe the impact journal, maybe you can see them if you just stick to the impact journal and build up just enough momentum to keep it going for a while. Maybe. When people ask me, you know, well, how I know is going to work sometimes or Many times I tell them, okay, let's let me let for a moment you think on the following exercise, okay? Because this has happened to any of us. You go in what I call the what if down, okay? So you are going to do something and you start doing what if, oh, what if, well, what if is this happened? And then you go down, okay? What is you start envision the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst and go 
down into a spiral. And there is nothing good out of that. You know, that's that's one of the first and larger things that produce sadness. So imagine for a moment that instead of doing that exercise, you start doing what if up. What if what you are doing is going to work? What you are going to feel? And go and do the exercise the opposite way. When you start feeling that positive emotion coming to you, that's what that gratitude daily will do, but in a consistent basis. So you can drink the Kool-Aid one time, or you can drink a little bit every day and see how you can see further and further and further of that good things that are happening in your world. We're coming up on our time together, and I, I wanted to just, from all of us, kind of poke at the notion of how someone who may be struggling with identifying those big impact goals can determine them in the sense that some of us are naturally inclined toward planning and future thinking and surmising what perhaps our mission or vision in life is, and some of us are not. Um, And I, I don't particularly, that's not a moral uh, you know, accusation. I think some of us just have it and some of us just don't. Uh, and the goal is to be able to help those who don't find it. What are some ways in which you have either yourself determined high-level goals, high-impact goals, or how you've helped others determine those? What I tell my coaching client, if you have never you know, don't start on the grandiose goals. Start on the little ones. You know what? For the next 13 weeks, I'm going to floss one teeth. Not all of them. One teeth. That's going to be my goal for the next 13 weeks. Because for a person who has been looking at goals and things for all his life, yeah, they can go maybe grandiose. But if it's something that is new for you, don't go. Don't go, I'm going to bring world peace. No, no. Go into what is on your world that you can do. What You know what? I'm going during the next 13 weeks, okay, I'm going to floss one teeth. During I had a client once have one that was during the next 13 weeks, I'm going to sit in my car and breathe for nine minutes before I go home. That's all. It was nothing grandiose about it. He wasn't going to conquer the world. He was going to breathe for nine minutes. So if you, when we are inclined and the people that that have been doing this for a while, yeah, it's easy to think on big things. But if you are not done that before, wait. Don't go to the grandiose. Go what will make an impact right now. You know what? I'm going to get ready my coffee machine every night before I go to bed for the next 13 weeks. So that way for the next 13 weeks, when I wake up in the morning, the coffee machine is ready and I just need to turn it on. I understand it's a little thin, but it's those little things done consistently what produce big impact. We tend to think on the big thing. No, no, no. 
let's go to that small change that will produce big impact. And I would argue that the reality is, is that just like with habit development, you know, um, uh, William James, uh, the, the father of, I guess, modern psychology, you know, he talks about the notion of the goal is not to develop the habit. The goal is to be good at whatever you're doing that gets you to the habit. And I think that many times we focus so much on some terminal outcome uh, that we forget that the process is to live now and enjoy what you're doing right now. And in doing something like the impact journal or any other reflect any other reflective practice, the goal is to be able to identify the skills and activities that you can enjoy doing. Uh, you know, the the goal is to be involved in what you're doing. And so something like whatever the practice is, whatever the thing is that you want as the outcome, you have to actually focus on the things that you are going to do to get to the outcome and become really good at it. And I, I know I frequently talk about skills mastery in my own work with folks, and I'm, I'm frequently taken aback by the ability for people to really get into a state of flow once they identify the skills and activities that really help them get better at getting better. And it's really remarkable to watch people go through that transformation. So I think that something like the Impact Journal is really, really powerful in that sense. We appreciate you educating us a little bit more, Augusto, about the Impact Journal today. I just really have to recommend that people take a look at this. It's one of those uniquely placed tools that for a lot of people, I think, if nothing else, can open your eyes to another way to address this challenge we have of being productive. Definitely. Absolutely true that productive reflection is something that people don't do enough. And I think that the more they can, uh, the better they'll get at actually being in productive activity. All right. Uh, with that, thank you, Augusto, for sharing uh, the Impact Journal with the audience. And uh, this is the end of our time together today, but it's not where the conversation ends. Uh, if you have a question or a comment about the Impact Journal, feel free to visit our episode page on productivitycast.net. Uh, and there on the podcast website at the bottom of each episode page, you can find a comment field. You can leave a question or comment. We'll be happy to respond to those. If this is your first time with us, uh, please consider adding us to your favorite podcast app. If you click on the subscribe tab on productivitycast.net, you'll see the instructions to follow us and get episodes downloaded for free every time a new one comes out. Uh, while I'm uh, discussing this, if you have a topic about personal productivity that you'd like us to discuss on a future cast, please visit productivitycast.net forward slash contact. Uh, you can leave a voice recorded message or you can type us a message and we'll maybe feature you in a future episode. Um, I want to express my thanks to Augusta Pinaud, Francis Wade, and Art Gelwicks for joining me here on Productivity Cast this week and every week. You can learn more about them and their work by visiting productivitycast.net as well. I'm Ray Sidney Smith, and on behalf of all of us here at Productivity Cast, here's to your productive life. That's it for this Productivity Cast, the weekly show about all things productivity, with your hosts, Ray Sidney Smith and Augusto Pinaud, with Francis Wade and Art Gelwicks.